Hey everybody, it's time for another Grumpy Guy Show. Tonight is episode number 51, Give Them a Place to Ride, recorded on May 16th, 2022. Tonight, I talk about a signal light is only part of a lane change, dirt bikes and ATVs, and politicians changing phrases to spread fear. Stick around, it's a good episode. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Grumpy Guy Show. I'm Derek McAllister, and you'll notice that tonight I'm all alone. Ryan's focusing on finals week and getting all of his remaining homework done, along with taking his finals. But that's all right. Got a show that should be packed as long as, uh, well, as long as I don't ramble too much. I got a bunch of topics, and we'll get to all of them. <laughs> so we're going to start out with uh, yeah, something that happened last week. Um, had an in-office week where I had to go into the office for uh, you know to offer up training to some new team members, and with that, nice weather, so I rode the motorcycle. Why? Well, because 60 miles a gallon is a lot better than 30 miles a gallon, especially in this time when we have such high prices on gas. Plain and simple. So you know it was cold in the mornings which dropped my mileage down to, you know, like 50. But still, 50 is better than 30. Just saying. But anyhow, so I'm not, I'm not overly comfortable on, on the motorcycle on the highway. You know, I'm, I'm not going to avoid the highway. It's just I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go to it right away. Except on the way to work, because... You know, taking taking side streets or you know surface streets, as they're as they're referred to, taking those would take me significantly longer to get there. And well, you don't really want to go to work anyhow, so why would you increase the amount of time that it takes you to get to work? But I digress. So anyhow, when I'm on the highway, every time I get to someplace where there's an on-ramp my thumb automatically goes over the horn button why because this one simple thing i've seen it many many times when i'm driving a car or an suv in the in the case of what i have you know i i, I see it all the time where people don't pay attention they turn on their signal light and figure that means they can change lanes well with a motorcycle, you know, that can be pretty deadly for the person on the motorcycle. So I always have my thumb on the horn ready to blow it because, hey, got to get their attention. Not that I have a super quiet bike, but it's not overly loud. I have, I have a stock Honda Shadow. Not super loud, but it's not really, really quiet either. So I was going along and... Got to, you know, got to a place where there's an on-ramp. Had my thumb over the horn. And I'm right alongside this lady. Now, I'm not joking with you when I say that my front tire was someplace where literally all she had to do is turn and look. Just ever so slightly like that. And she would have seen the front tire of my bike. Instead it became very apparent that she was one of those ones that just turns on her signal and doesn't look. Because she turned on her signal, and I could actually watch her put her hand 
on that to turn it on. That's how close I was. And she started pulling over until I hit the horn and it freaked her out. I mean, seriously, people, this really, truly has nothing to do with just motorcycles. Yes, it is more dangerous for motorcycles because if you run, you know, it's it's not like a car where if I didn't hit the horn and she ran into me, you know, my bigger vehicle would have just kept going straight while she, you know, while I pushed her off the road. No, it's the other way around where she would have run into me. I would have fallen over and probably gotten run over because there was a lot of traffic coming behind me. So, you know, seriously, look, that's all you got to do. And, you know, this was a modern car, but it wasn't overly modern because it didn't have the little, you know, the little indicator light that there's somebody in your blind spot. But, you know, that means you've got to look even more. And personally, my, my vehicle... It does have that. I don't trust it. Because if you've got one of those, drive by a guardrail, you know, where there's only a single lane, so you don't have a choice but to stay in that lane, and there's a guardrail on the side, guess what? Your indicator's going to go off. That's why I don't, you know, it's, it's a tool, but it's not to replace turning my head and looking. It doesn't take much to turn your head like this to check your blind spot or like this. It doesn't take that much. Do it. Not only could you save the life of a motorcyclist, you could save your own life because, hey, if somebody's next to you and they've got a, you know, if they're in a tractor trailer, guess what? Your little car isn't going to mean squat and they're just going to keep driving. And that continue, you know, them continuing to drive could mean that. They run over the front of your car. Could mean that it flips your car. You know, you've got to look. You've got to pay attention. There's other people in the world besides you. Signal lights are great. I'm glad she was using a signal light. But that doesn't mean you have the right to just do whatever you want. So, there's that. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I don't go through these too quickly, but we shall see. So the next one that I have. So uh, a lot of people know. Well, I say a lot. All right. The one listener we have knows that I ride off-road. I enjoy riding off-road. On Facebook, I'm in a couple of groups for off-road riding. One of those groups is for the county up north of us, Lewis County, that has a trail system. Now, the way New York State is, you can't ride an off-road vehicle on state property. That's all there is to it. You can't. You know, which that'll get us to our next topic. But at any rate, so what happens is places like Lewis County that have a lot of forest land... They've created trails that are used year-round. During the summer, they're used for they're used for off-road vehicles, whether that be a dirt bike like I ride, a four-wheeler, side-by-side, doesn't matter. They're used for that. During the winter, they're used for a combination of skiing 
not downhill skiing, cross-country skiing, snowshoeing, and snowmobiles. So, you know, they're doing something like that. Not every county has that, and not every area has that. But the other thing that they do to link all of these little places together is they rely on people opening up their property so that they can create a trail, create and maintain a trail. However, that requires people to respect those individuals who are generous enough to open up their property. Simply put, you can't just open it up and say, hey, you know, I mean, just because it's open up, there, there is a trail that's open. It's not all of their property. So, you know, Lewis County posted something showing where a side-by-side, and it was clearly a side-by-side because of the width of the tracks, went right across his farmer's field. Nothing, what's, and not even close to the trail. I mean, yeah, it went off of the trail, but there's no trail at the other end of the farmer's field. This trail happens to just go around the farmer's barn and, and another house that's beyond it. That's all it does. Because, again, you can't ride on state property. You can cross a, street, a state road, and that's what this does. It crosses a state road, gets you over to a county road, which can be opened. Each county can open it on their own. And Lewis County has many, many roads that are open so that you can get between trails without having to load your, load your machine up and then go to the next trail, unload it, and ride a little bit and then go to the next. So where was this idiot going? What do they think they were going to accomplish other than tick off this farmer? Luckily, it's fairly early in the year, so you know the crops probably will be okay. But there's no saying. I mean, a drive like this person did, you know, and it's not a small field here, but a drive like this person did, that could end up costing the farmer thousands of dollars. Why? All because this idiot thinks that, you know, they, they can do whatever they want. Oh, I got a trail permit. I can do whatever I want. And the worst part is, you know, Lewis County has had some problems with, with people doing this stuff on, tra- on closed trails. And they've lost trails because of it. Oswego County ATV Club, same thing. They've lost trails because of disrespect of, of riders. You know, and the worst part is people like me who are actually in that, you know, joined the Facebook group or, you know, I was for a little while I was I was involved with, you know, going in and being a part of, of the Oswego County ATV Club. But people like me aren't the problem, but we're the ones that are going to hear about it and we're the ones that are going to suffer from it. And it's really, truly unfortunate but that's the way that it is, you know? So, I mean, seriously, people, think of the generosity and all the work that have gone in to get these trails opened for us. You keep doing stupid things like that, and we're going to have to go out of state to ride, or we're going to have to go to Canada to ride. You know, nobody's going to nobody's gonna open up their property if you're going to keep doing stuff like that. 
cost a farmer a thousand dollars, you know, just because you think you're better than somebody else. No, they're not going to, they'll say, that's it. It's closed. And guess what? Because it's a voluntary thing. They don't even have to wait until the end of the season. They don't have a contract with, with the county or, or the, the club. No, they can close it at any time. Swigo County ATV Club. They had there. There was a trail that took you up to a small village. It was closed because you know because they couldn't keep a bridge from washing out constantly. So you know somebody somebody downstream talked to the owner of the property and got it closed. Well, a different owner opened up his driveway because the trail pretty much came to the end of his driveway. He opened up his driveway and he said, as long as you can keep people under five miles per hour for this 200 feet, my driveway is open. You can use it because the road at the end of it from there down, you know, to the down to where the original trail came out was already open to ATVs. So he said, Hey, go ahead. Closed at mid season, gave three separate warnings closed at mid-season because people, and I'm not kidding when I say this was 200 feet of driveway, people would go through there doing 30 to 40 miles an hour. He has kids he's got to think about. I have absolutely no qualms whatsoever with this gentleman for closing it off. That was just stupid on the part of these people. They wrecked it, and more than likely it was only 10 or 15 people that wrecked it for all of the club. A club that I believe had nearly a thousand members lost that trail because of these idiots. You know, but back to Lewis County. Last year they had some trails close. And what happened is people were going on these trails before they opened. You know, and there was a lot of speculation that this wasn't. This wasn't somebody who actually went and bought a trail pass. This was somebody who just assumed, well, I live in Lewis County, so I can do whatever I want. I can go on these trails. Didn't matter that they were blocked off. I mean, they weren't blocked off, like barricaded blocked off. They had like snow fence on them or something along those lines. You know, after the first time they went through there, the county put up snow fence to stop them. Big signs all over said trail closed. Didn't matter. They went right through the snow fence and right around the signs. Didn't care. So the landowner said, that's it. Done. Closed. And that cut off half of the trail system for a long time until they until they were able to work out a deal so that, so that you, know, you could get through there. And it wasn't with that same landowner. It was with a different landowner who opened up their property. You know, it's, it's, it's utterly ridiculous, you know, and, and, and what it does is it adds a quarter mile of riding on pavement to things because these people were just so arrogant that they felt they could go ahead and do what they wanted. So anyway, next topic. So, you know, I've, on the news, there's been an awful lot of coverage about Illegal dirt bikes riding on city streets and ATVs. And I was always like, geez, I've never seen that. Until that day, I had to drop something off for Ryan, you know, last week when I was 
when I was in the office anyhow, which, you know, when I'm in the office, I'm five minutes away from him, so it's not that big a deal to drop something off. Well, I'm sitting there at a street light, and here comes a group of dirt bike riders, two of them doing wheelies right down the road. Light changes in front of me, so I come to a stop, and before the cars could actually go, the lead rider, who is not doing a wheelie, pulls out in front and blocks traffic so that his buddies on the wheelie, uh, doing the wheelies could go through. Now, the first problem I have here is, okay, you know, you're being stupid. Number one, if you think you're really, really cool because you're doing a wheelie on a dirt bike, you're stupid because just about anybody can do that if they really want to. You're not proving anything. You want to prove something... Go ride some trails and actually prove that you can ride a motorcycle for real. But, you know, second thing. Why do you think that the law doesn't apply to you? Why do you think you can go and ride dangerously like that? You could kill somebody. There's people walking on sidewalks in this area. It's not like, you know, we were out in, out in the sticks or something. We were right in downtown Syracuse. Again, not a huge city, but still... I mean, come on. You know, so, so you got you got these idiots doing that crap. And then he pulls out and blocks traffic. Luckily, the light had just changed, so people weren't going through. But if somebody decided they didn't care and they went, there could have been three dead people on motorcycles. And if not dead, seriously injured because, oh, yeah, they were wearing helmets, but they weren't strapped. And, of course, they're standing on their bike, you know, because they got to be cool, you know. <laughs> so, you know, all it take is a little pebble, I mean, and they're, they're just going to fall off because their tires were bald because all they do is ride on pavement. But here, here's the thing, okay? You want to really, truly crack down on this stuff? Give people a place to ride. Simply put, you know, what, what do they do with skateboards? You know, skateboarders. Skateboarders were all over the place before. You know, just constantly going all over streets and everything. And, you know, businesses constantly complaining, putting up signs, no skateboarding and all this other stuff. So what did cities and towns do? They built skateboard parks. And what happened? Well, suddenly people started going more to the skateboard parks and then any other skateboarding they were doing was to get from home to the skateboard park or from school to the skateboard park. It wasn't a situation where, you know, they were just out constantly riding, you know, riding the railings down on st stairs or anything. Why? Because they had a place to go where nobody was going to bother them about what they were doing. So why not do something like that in New York? Why not make some trails, make a trail system so that you get these idiots out of there. You know, you get these idiots not riding in the streets so much like that. You know, other states do this. I mean, look at West Virginia. West Virginia has got an, an amazing trail system out there. You know, I haven't been yet. I will go at some point. But... It's an amazing trail system that's not only 
it's not only brought in a little bit of business and paid for itself, but it's revived towns, entire towns that were closing down. Why were they closing down? Well, because nobody came. Nobody visited. Now they visit. So, seriously, New York, why aren't you thinking of something like this instead of just, well, you know, we need to crack down on them. Stop all the political talk. Stop saying you're going to crack down on them. Stop, you know, stop the crap. Give them some place to ride. Give us some place to ride. Because I'd like to ride more places than where I do, but it's just hard to get there. It's, you know, and it's so restrictive in this state that it's hard to actually go places to ride because half the time you don't know if you're going to be able to ride. It just really, really gets me why this state is so backwards. They could be making so much money on this. You know, Lewis County, for an example, they they made tons of money during the winter because, simply put, it's the Tug Hill. They get a lot of snow, you know. So, problem was, they were losing businesses because they had all that traffic and all that business all winter long. And then come summer, there was nothing. So they opened up this trail system and it started small. And they started building it and building it and and opening up roads so that you could get between these trail systems. And suddenly, they've got businesses that can survive year-round. Hello, New York! You know, out in the out in the western part of the state, there, there's there's uh, there's an ATV park called Tall Pines. They've worked with a local town, and they've actually you know it, when it started out, it was a farm, a working farm. And I remember the first time I looked it up, you know, I was thinking about going out there, and I looked at it, and they're like, "We're a working farm, so when you get there, if if nobody's there right away, just kind of wait a few minutes for us. It'll take us a minute to stop working and come and check you in." And I was like, okay. And then they go, <laughs> the horse, now they don't even, I don't believe they farm anymore. They're making so much money off of the ATV business, I believe they stopped farming. And what they've done is they said, hey, listen, you know, they talked to the town. And they worked with the town so that other businesses gain off of this. There's roads open so that, you know, you don't have to bring all of your gas in. You can... You can drive down to the gas station and fill up. You know, drive your four-wheeler down to the down to the restaurant and eat. I mean, this is stuff that's been proven to work. New York just needs to open their eyes and get with the program. Which kind of leads us to our next topic. And it's actually, it was my last topic, but I'm switching the order. So, I was, I was talking with somebody. Well, I wasn't talking with somebody. I was in one of, the, one of the off-road groups that I'm in. They were, somebody asked about having to wear a helmet with a side-by-side. And somebody said, yes, clubs, club rules. And I said, state law. So, then somebody said, I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm just wondering where in the state law it, it shows up. I said, so, very quick search, boom, right there, plain and simple. It gives a definition of an ATV as any vehicle with two or more wheels 
designed with a primary purpose of riding off-highway situations or off-road competitions. So then, you know, and it said an ATV, you know, an all-terrain vehicle, and then in parentheses ATV. Very clear that this includes side-by-sides. But they are, you know, people started arguing with me. Well, no, that doesn't include side-by-sides. Yeah, it does. Side-by-side is an off-road vehicle. You know, it's, a, it's a vehicle with four wheels designed for off-road use. <laughs> you know, just because Polaris and Honda and Can-Am all say that it's a side-by-side, not an ATV, doesn't mean that it's not an ATV by New York State law. You know, and then... And <laughs> These people just kept arguing with me because, you know, New York State, the weight limit on an off-highway vehicle is 1,000 pounds. You get beyond that, and, you know, it's not an off-highway vehicle. I mean, you know, unless it's a car, but whatever. So you can't register it. They started arguing with me saying, oh, well, no, no, this, this doesn't say it. And they actually took the thing that I quoted. I mean, I took a screenshot. I didn't take a screenshot. I actually typed it in word for word from, from there. And the idiot, <laughs> it just blew my mind away. The idiot actually took a screenshot of it and put it in there and said, see, no, it doesn't say that. I said, okay. And at that point I stopped because the, the moron proved my point by arguing against me. And it's not the first time it's happened. I've had it happen many times. You know, I'll be going along and I'm just fine. I'm not pissed off or anything. But, you know, they're like, it, somebody starts arguing with me and I just, I look at them and say, you realize that you just used my statement to prove that you are wrong. No, I proved you were wrong. No. <laughs> but, you know, seriously, people, read, think about what you're saying. Don't just talk because somebody didn't give you the answer you wanted to hear. <sighs> All right, last topic, and this one really, really got me going this morning. So... Anybody who's seen the news will know that in Buffalo, New York, there was a shooting. Racially motivated shooting. The guy, he had something against, you know, something against black people for some stupid reason. You know, and he went in with the complete and total motive to kill as many as he could. Didn't care. Didn't care what their age was. Didn't care anything. So, <clears throat> you know, obviously extremely, extremely tragic. But our stupid governor made a statement that really, really flips me up. So, you know, she's from Buffalo. So she thinks that, you know, she's got <laughs> And, of course, she's on the campaign trail right now, as we discussed before. But what she did, and it's trying, it's a really horrible way to create shock and get attention. So, apparently, 
what what this guy did is he legally bought a gun. Don't know how because in his in in some paper that he had to write for high school, he basically said that he wanted to go on a murder suicide spree. So somehow he passed a psych eval. But then even after that he was able to buy a gun. And not just, you know, not just any gun, not, you know, not just a he was able to it's not really an assault rifle, it's an assault style rifle. You know, and I say I say it's not an assault rifle because the military is going to have assault rifles. A civilian, unless you're buying something that's leftover military or surplus military, it's not really an assault rifle. It's very, you know, it's it's similar. But what he did is he bought, and, you know, that's, that's my understanding. I'm not 100% sure on that. That's just what I've gathered. But he bought one of these, and then apparently he went to another state, Pennsylvania, I guess, and he bought a larger magazine, a magazine that's not legal in New York, but apparently legal in Pennsylvania. I don't know. So he bought that. So our brilliant governor decides to say it decides to call it a weapon of mass destruction. I heard that and I was like, you got to be kidding me. Now, don't get me wrong. It can do a lot of damage, especially to people who are just going about their daily lives. But it is not a weapon of mass destruction. Simply put, a weapon of mass destruction is a bomb. Something that is going to indiscriminately wipe out a huge area. Populated or not, it's going to wipe it out. A rifle isn't going to do that. I mean, a weapon of mass destruction. Think, you know, think World War II with the bomb, the atomic bombs that were dropped in Japan. That's a weapon of mass destruction. Something that's going to hold, even if it holds 30 rounds. That's 30 rounds. That's not thousands of people. You know? And... All she's going for in this, all I could think of when I heard that, she's just going for a shock factor. She wants to, she's trying to make sure her political career continues. And by saying the right things at the right time, it's going to happen. And, you know, it's just really, really sad that all of these politicians feel that they have to go and they have to do this stuff. You know? It's not really truly about giving a crap about the people who are suffering from this. You know, I mean, in that shooting, I, th I believe they said he killed 10 people. You know, they're, they're going there to actually justify anything. You know, they're not going there to, to console the families that are left behind. No, they're going there for their own political gain. And that kind of crap needs to stop. We need to change that, you know? Simply put, I mean, this is my opinion. Their, their purpose for going there is to, oh, look, I care about the American people. No, you don't. 
Because if you truly cared, you'd leave them alone and let them grieve and move on and actually do something about this. Okay, plain and simple. The increase in gun violence, it's got more to do with the increase in mental health issues than it does with guns. Simply put, you can put a gun down. We can take away all the guns we want. What that means is, number one, the criminals are going to be the only ones with guns. But, you know, if, if it's that difficult to get a gun, it's not that big a deal. You can't outlaw knives. You need knives to cut meat. You need knives to cut vegetables. You know. So you, you can't... Eliminating guns is not the problem. What the problem is, is finding out how this guy passed a psych eval. Because he's obviously got some issues. And if we really truly want to fix all of this crap with all of these people and all these... You know, all these mass shootings. And I will call them mass shootings. I just won't call them mass destruction. I will call them mass shootings. You want to you wanna fix this. Fix the mental problems in the United States. Fix it so that these, you know, so that if somebody goes in for an evaluation, we don't have insurance companies pulling strings in the background being able to say, hey, you know, we... we we don't want to pay for this guy to be in here, so no, don't keep him in here. You know, the, the insurance companies are killing us in more ways than one. You know, in the fact that people with mental health issues can't actually get the help that they need, that's a problem. And that's a problem that politicians can and should work on, but they won't. All right, folks, on that note, I'm pretty sure you've heard the music starting up in the background. Have a good night. We'll see you.